Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks, and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. I'm David Frangioni, publisher CEO of Modern Drummer Magazine. What a great day today. We have the one and only Benny Greb. We've just gotten so many people signing up for this. They're so excited. We've got questions coming in. Very, very exciting. We're going to talk about some of Benny's new innovations. So everybody, Benny Greb is here. Let's not delay any longer. Modern Drummer presents the one and only live from Germany. Come on and join us, Benny. Great to have you here today. All right. <laughs> good <laughs> oh, to see awesome. you. Awesome. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's our pleasure, man. This is one of the most anticipated webinars. People are just pouring in questions and love to you from all over the oh, world. Oh, man. We've got a lot to cover. So let's jump right into it. Let's talk about your signature snare drums with Sonar. I know you have a big surprise for everybody today with those drums showing us a prototype or two, which has never been seen before to my knowledge. They're both 13 by 5.75. Right. Um, and so where did you come up with that sizing? And, and let's tell us about the signature snare drums. I just want to say ahead of time, I own both of them. That's not because <laughs> you're on this webinar. That's awesome. I've, I've owned them since they were released uh, recently, obviously this year. Uh, my recollection, it was right before the pandemic that I acquired them. And yep. uh, they are unbelievable snare drums. They, they have this sound to them. First of all, they're very different sounding. So having both yeah. really is, is a must. Yeah. But they are, they, one, it goes from like dry to drier. So in recording <laughs> or in close mic applications, these drums don't sound like any, any snare drum I've ever heard. Tell us about these. Right. First of all, thank you. You're very generous. Uh, good to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, the snare drums... Of course, I used to own many snare drums and also vintage stuff. And, and like we all do, we, we try around, we fool around. I have many recordings, finding. And sometimes, honestly, when you think you get a certain result, uh, it doesn't always end up that way. You think like, oh, I thought, I thought this material would be very high pitch, or I thought this material would be very bassy, or this measurement would do this. And uh, I, I got a couple of surprises there. Uh, a couple of negative ones <laughs> and then I got a couple of positive ones when I um, ordered and I never thought of that before just for fun I ordered a 13 by 5 um, from the SQ2 line from Sonar which is their custom line you can order whatever you like so I said like you know what a 13 by 5 and that snare drum became uh, although I didn't plan for it it was just by trial and error kind of my most used snare drum in the studio and live and I was like oh this is and and then I wanted a 13 by 5.7 5. Uh, or what is the normal? No, six and a half, sorry. Five, uh, 13 by six and a half. And, and that was nicer for the, for the lower kind of like Steve Jordan with the um, John Mayer continuum just came out uh, around that time. And I was like, oh yeah, everyone wanted that sound again. This 70s kind of disco thing or this electronic kind of, and that, this drum was able to do this really well. And then I was like, wow, um, 
what about like having an in-between measurement, an exact in-between between 13 by five and 13 by six and a half, which is 13 by 5.75. And uh, <laughs> some people find that measurement weird. Uh, and I don't care because I'm also a little weird, but, but it's just wonderful. Um, it is very easy to tune. It's, it's really, uh, um, it's very hard to mess up the sound with that snare like even even people that that have challenges with tuning are usually amazed uh, oh it tunes it tunes so easily and the yeah. other thing that's amazing about it uh is that the the built-in dampeners now yeah that's uh, new yeah yeah i mean it's uh the monorail tell us about the monorail features yeah so i mean normally internal dampers and some people online you know how it is online said like uh internal dampers is not new it's like yeah i know <laughs> but what is new is this there are two styles of internal dampeners basically before one is like this this kind of v-shaped thing with with a felt on it and you have a rod going through and then when you turn it turn it turn it, it takes forever then it kind of closes like this which usually means you have a lot of distance from the ring to the center of the drum, which sometimes makes the dampener, especially with snare drums, with floor drums, it's not that big of a deal, but with snare drums, it's almost like in the middle between the playing surface and the edge, which is a horrible place to, to dampen the snare, right? And then there are the other ones, which are like the baseball bat kind of Ludwig, where you kind of, you, you squeeze it to the side, which sometimes scratches the head when the, when the felt wears out, but it's either on or off, right? It's in the right position though, but you can also not like, press it more or less or whatever. So I thought about this thing, why not have it on a rail system? So it's, it's, it's always in the perfect spot where you would also put a moon gel or a gaffer or whatever. Like you, you have this sweet spot where it's great to, to dampen a snare and then you can just open a screw and fix it in any position that you like and even with different dampening materials. So we made it with Velcro and you can take away the thingy and there's one sheepskin kind of thingy, a fake sheepskin, vegan sheep, and, uh, and uh, a felt thingy. And it looks like this. Oh, the brass version is very heavy. Um, but when you can see it like that, it's in there. My signature snare has two of them. And sideways, the thing goes like, you just open it up, boom up there and you can even see it from the top so if the if the light goes through there it then goes against the the head like this and uh, it's wonderful it's just and the other thing is some people say like oh you can also do it with moon gel yeah yeah i get it but but it will always be exactly the same thing so if you can very reliably get to the same uh get to the same sound again you can even make a note and say like hey with this song i had this on on full and the other one uh, you can combine the two dampeners Anyway, I'm of course a little biased, but I absolutely love it. It's, it's a work animal, these things. Well, I'll speak for you. Um, I have a lot of snare drums and a lot of snare drums that I really love. Um, these two just have such a vast array of sounds possible. And, you know, part of my life has been very much in the recording studio world. Sure. And um, these drums just, they remind me of like, if you, if you had a, a Ludwig 400 at, in certain tunings and applications that was just perfectly dampened, you yeah. know, like, so it still had lots of life, but no overtones that were problematic. You didn't have to EQ it out at all. It just right. was there. Right. And, and I, I mean, don't I, know how you did it, man. I really don't. I mean, I, I love, there was always this thing about vintage snare drums and, and to be honest, um, when you work a lot with vintage, you have to maintain them really well. Because when I played a lot with vintage stuff, like you play it, it sounds amazing. You find that sweet spot, but then after a while you find these tuning rods lying on the floor <laughs> or like they just loosen up a little bit or the other snares get looser a little bit. So, um, and I'm, and I'm a gear guy, but I'm not that gear. I want that stuff to work. I really want it to be a tool. And so, yeah, it can get those sounds, but it's very reliable and it's it's just easy, easy to tune, easy to manipulate, and yeah, I love it. You I have a, it a lot. you have a prototype to show us. Oh yeah, so I I can actually show you a little bit of the evolution uh, steps of of what happened. So here, that's that's basically the the original. That's the that's the grandpa or the papa or whatever. Um, which is this guy. So this was the, uh, like 10 years ago, we did this out of beach drum, uh, beach wood. 
and I absolutely love it. We had this black uh, ring there. Back then I asked for an inlay and, and it was a little bit complicated. And we said like, okay, you know what? Let's do it like this. Wonderful drum, uh, absolutely love it. And then I experimented with different materials. So the first key, the first key was to get like in that measurement, first of all, to kind of circle it in. So they sent me about like eight or, or nine drums out of bronze, aluminum, steel. Like I, I, I checked out everything. We recorded everything with my sound engineer. We, uh, um, and sometimes that's the funny thing too. Something sounds nice to the ear, but when you then record it, it sounds a little bit like this and it doesn't translate in the, in the song. You know, it's like you, you think like, oh, that's very nice. But then when you listen to it, it's, it's just like, oh God, we're where are the frequencies? I can't really hear it anymore. So we really tested it. And uh, what, what definitely was the biggest winner was uh, the brass shell. So the first try was this one. It does look nothing like the one that came out later, but this is basically just the, the same measurement than the, than the wood drum with brass. And that was already really great. And then I was like, okay, and here we have the numbers or the, 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 I always mark it then, you know, there is an A drum, a B drum, a C drum. So we can also do blind tests. I asked my engineer like, okay, is it C or D, you know? And he's like, hmm, you know, that we're not biased. And uh, so that worked. And then we made the shell without the seam with the, with the new uh, or new and old vintage uh, hardware. And then we had, I had the idea of like aging the shell a little bit and it didn't have the ring yet and it didn't have the dampeners yet but this is then how it came out and that's when where i felt like oh, okay we're on to something here you know like this is this is really I, I love like how the shell looks the matte kind of old finish i love how the hardware looks with that and it sounded brilliant and then we went of course and said Ugh. The last step, which is then basically uh, uh, sound in terms of the dampeners. So we have the dampeners in there and uh, it's lacquered again a little bit. We have the, we have the, um, the badge here, you know, that's kind of the last steps then. And this thing is lasered in, so it will not rub off or something when it's really lasered into the shell. So this is kind of the, the yeah, the evolution. No one ever saw this snare. This is an exclusive. Modern drummer exclusive. Thank you very much for that, Benny. We love it. We love sharing exclusive things. We're all about that every day, actually, in, in uh, online in the magazine. These snare awesome. drums, you have to check them out. You have to check them out in person because I watched the videos and I even listened to them at NAM, but it was so yeah. noisy and it was hard to really get a, a handle on it. But when I actually got them in the studio and then also live, and I tested them live in two applications, live where there was no miking and it was just a band in a room playing and live where there were mics. And uh, I was very, very impressed. So everybody, uh, these, you got to check out Benny's signature snares. If you haven't already, they're just released this year. They're brand new. Yeah. And uh, one is wood and one is brass. Correct. One is basically an update to the, to the uh, beach version. It's, it has the two dampeners in it. It has the, uh, now a wood inlay in it, a very nice one. Um, um, and so there is basically it's the same measurement but one is out of beech wood one is out of brass and um, uh, I love them both but they're very different flavors of course they really are I was surprised actually at how, how much variation there was between them so now another exciting uh, project that you have going on and we're very uh, very grateful to you for making this the official launch of this. And that is Gap Click, my yeah, new today, favorite right metronome. Now. Yeah. So take us through Gap Gap Click because this thing is freaking cool as hell. I downloaded it. It's released now. iOS, right. Android. Go to your app stores, please. Get still Gap working Click. on the Android. I have to say, I have to admit, the Android is not out today, but we're still working on that. But uh -huh. go to iOS. Yeah. <laughs> Download Gap Click. I guess I didn't even realize because I'm on iPhone. Uh, but tell us about it. Let's, it's, you know, let's do well, the launch. Bring everybody up to speed on Gap Click. Here we go. So it's very, very simple. Um, anyone who's familiar with the Art and Science of Groove DVD or the online program that I did, um, uh, many people always say, like, oh, you know what? The, the quarter note 
click. It's like the cure for everything. <laughs> you just put on the quarter note click and then your time gets better, your tempo improves, your subdivision gets better, your flow, everything. And I realized for myself that I, I don't think that's actually true. Um, to, there are a couple of things for me at least that, that work better um, to put me into different spots and train different areas. The first one was to keep tempo. The first thing I always wanted to improve and still do is uh, that I am able to hold the same tempo like through an arrangement, like even if it's maybe double time, half time, the more stuff changes, right? The more you're, you think you have to change stuff as well and, but you don't want to change the tempo. So what this thing does very, very easily is, and I know there are other uh, click tracks where you can do it in the sub menu and blah, blah, blah. But this is just very, very simple. You open it up. And the first thing that it will do is give you right away. Um, wait a second. Let me see that you can hear this. Oh, I missed it. So it gives you one bar of gap, one bar of click, and then so you have a free fall time where you kind of have to be in charge and keep the tempo. When you get better with this, you just change this wheel, this form wheel to two bars, and then, uh-oh, you already have two bars that you have to do on your own and come back in. So this is honestly already the thing I use most on this, you can have four bars with click, four bars without, four, whatever. You just change the form however you want with one press of a button. That's the most thing I already do. And, and it's the easiest and I think most intuitive app that, that does this. And we also made it very cheap, by the way. It's like, I think it's like two or three bucks or something so everyone can get it. Um, the other thing that it does uh, that I find very useful is that it trains you to become comfortable with offbeat metronomes as well so let's say i want to have three bars of a nice quarter note so in the fourth bar it's on the eighth note offbeat and i can try to see how that feels but not too much so I can still settle into the quarter notes it's a little bit exciting maybe in the beginning and then you can make it you can make the downbeat shorter the offbeat a little bit longer so it kind of maybe the other way around so one so it's just this very very simple time training uh, app super simple to use there are no sub menus there is no uh, in-app buys or any of that you just give like the it's like i think it's two two or three bucks i don't know how much it is in in dollars i think it's three bucks and uh, you just download it it has all the functionality in it and you can start practicing i can really recommend it i think uh, and not only drummers but who cares this is modern drummer <laughs> yeah no everybody here is going to be a gap click uh you know everyone will be gap home. clipping yeah, this, this is a modern drummer for sure. Everybody here is, we're in the same family and we can all use Gap Click. So we're getting questions nonstop. Uh, so let's jump into the Q&A. Awesome. Um, what are daily exercises that you do to increase creativity? Oh, I'm not sure if I do a daily exercise to increase creativity, but, uh, but I know a couple of uh, uh, tips I want to give you for, for creativity. Number one is... Um, creativity, I think, doesn't come from unlimited resources. Quite the, quite the contrary. You, for, to be creative, I would set a very tight frame and then explore what you can do within that frame, something different. That's the first thing. So not like, oh, I need five new pieces of gear and blah, 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 and all technical capabilities. No. For example, what can I do? I will now play a solo two minutes with only the snare drum with my hands right? And then you have to, and then you will be surprised how much stuff you will come up with. Um, uh, that's creativity, right? Um, another thing that's creativity is to trace back what you, to trace back patterns that you do. For example, in my drum camps, people always tell me like, oh, I always play the same fills. I always play the same stuff and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so we will make a list to find out what are their beliefs, what are their kind of, or oh, this is what a fill has to be, right? Well, these are what fills are. And there are other things in their head that are not fills, grooves, for example. <laughs> a groove can, cannot be a fill, <laughs> ridiculous. So we, we see what their beliefs are because that excludes many, many, many things. And when they worry about that they always do the same thing, then let's find out what is always the same. What is, are there any patterns that you always, always do? For example, uh, absolute hit list, you play the crash on the one. Another example is you start on the snare every fill, right? That comes from the thinking of drummers saying like, oh, we're going to apply rudiments to the kit. We start with the snare and then we take Tom and the... <laughs> It's, it's all these patterns of thinking that maybe you can question. For example, play a fill that doesn't involve tom-toms. Play a fill that doesn't start on the snare drum, that doesn't even use the snare drum. Play a fill that doesn't end on the one, that doesn't end on a crash, right? Play a fill that doesn't have more notes than the groove before it. And maybe with some of these, they trigger you already and you're like, what? Ridiculous, that's not a fill. <laughs> but this is exactly what happens when you force yourself into new behaviors and that awakens your creativity. Awesome. And how do you structure your practice routine daily or otherwise? Do you start with a pad, then start working on grooves? Uh, basically, they're asking, what's your practice routine and how long does it consist of? And I right. think I'll add to that that I bet it's evolved over the years, right? Sure. So, what, yeah. right? so let's let's speak to the uh, the the in, you know the beginner and intermediate, like the you know starting kind of forming practice routines, and then speak to today's practice routine as a very advanced player. Right. Well, I began without any routine or any system or. <laughs> I was a self-taught musician. I wanted to play punk and jazz. And uh, those were the two things I was really into. And I did that as loud as I could and as fast as I could. Uh, that was the most important two parameters for me. And then I was very happy and was able to sleep very well, well in the evening. And, and then I realized, oh, wow, I, I don't have the technical facility for certain things that I want. Then I was... Um, um, exposed to other players were that had just things and nuances and and repertoire that I just never I imagined like like some Latin influences uh, of course like jazz and 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 uh, and uh, blues and and like I was like oh wow there's so much more to explore and for that I needed new stuff and or like capabilities that I didn't touch on before and. So when I, but when I came to uh, study music, then uh, I then realized the biggest shift happened when, when time was a limited resource all of a sudden. Before that, I was able to play, to go in my basement after school, to play Super Nintendo, watch Star Trek Next Generation, eat some pizza and play the drums. It was a very happy childhood, <laughs> but <laughs> the timing as time was not limited I, I i thought if someone would have asked me i would have also always said like ah, oh, i practice six hours a day then of course the super nintendo and the star trek stuff that didn't count right but it was all practicing and then when i studied uh, music um all of a sudden they said oh you have two hours a week where you can go into that room and practice and then i realized all of a sudden like oh wow i gotta get my chisel together and i have to kind of get up get a grip on what do i do when maybe know before i go into the practice room what i want to practice because i just don't have the time to get inspired to adjust the gear for two hours you know and and that's where i came up with i have to do a little bit more planning i have to structure it i have to I have to put stuff in a journal um so fast forward, what I now do and now teach since 20 years and actually also write a book about at the moment is um, that I always plan three month time spans and I select three things that I do for three months. I define it very, very clearly what I want to be able to perform at the end of those three months. And then, uh, and then I devise a plan and, and I go after it. And I, I work with timers. I always have a timer going. I always write down. I always do a before and after recording. 
it sounds very intricate at first, but it's not that many elements and it really makes a huge, huge difference. Every one of my students who tried it um, cannot believe uh, what's going on. And that's, yeah, and I'm just in the last kind of, uh, I think in a week I will give the book to uh, to an editor and, uh, and uh, I hope we will still see it this year. I think so, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, actually, somebody asked here, how's the book going? And there are previews that you can share. But before you answer that, I just want to, um, on, the, on the practicing and, uh, and recording and before and after, the tools that we have available with mobile devices between phones and iPads, et cetera, yeah. that really gives you pretty much everything you need technologically to do what you just described. I mean, 10 yeah. years ago, it'd be a different story, right? You'd have to piece together sure. all kinds of solutions. But nowadays, it's it's much more accessible, right? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of changes and a lot of innovations that happened, which make it way, way easier. And But certain things stay the same. Uh, for example, what got harder because of that is to not get distracted, right? Uh, people always ask me, what's the best app that you use and blah, blah, blah. GapClick is one thing that I usually used in, in uh, programmed it and logic and everything. Now I have it here. But this is great. This is a wonderful help for practicing. It's amazing when you turn it on flight mode. <laughs> one of the most important things is that before you go into the practice room that you decide that you negotiate with yourself that this is now time for improving and for focusing and going through things. And you also negotiate it with your loved ones or your family or other people. You say like, look, for the next hour, you know, like I will be not. So one, one thing that's in the book is how to prevent interruptions and how to get deeper into uh, focus and, and, and what we call discipline. Some drummers think they have to be more disciplined. They should be more disciplined. What they really need is a more disciplined approach, a framework that allows them to, to be better focused. And one of those is you can prevent interruptions, right? You can, you can do all willpower and be like, oh, the world goes crazy around me, but I will not, I will not, I will, I will focus. Or you can say, I will build myself an environment, turning notifications off, turning flight mode on, telling your loved one, look, is everything okay? Do you need anything? I will be gone for an hour. Is that fine? Can you take care of my child or whatever? You know, like, is that cool? Or, and, and then, you know, ah, I earned this now or I, I, I made this a free space. And, and that makes a huge difference. And there are many other techniques that I go through in the book, but um, I think that's the main thing. And then you can use tools, but if you're not focused and if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what you want as well, no, I'm, no tool will get you there because if you don't know what you want, then you're just like a herd of cats. It's like, wow, wow, <laughs> you have to know where you want to go. And a lot of people start, especially without a teacher, they start practicing and they don't realize that they're kind of all over the place. They're yep. you know, like, they don't have a plan on that. That was me. Yeah. That was you. Yeah. That was me. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned, I didn't, um, I was always very je- uh, jealous when I heard of like, especially U.S. drummers that that you have a strong culture of like rudimental drumming, like an education and stuff that that doesn't in- exist like in Germany really. So I just played to the radio and I was blah blah blah. And my technique was was like was horrible, right? And and I didn't have the basics, which weren't basic to me at all. They were very advanced. And and so so I I kind of 
but what I also learned from that and what I try to do with teaching as well and actually encourage people to do sometimes is that they do things in the order where they find it important. So I'm not, a, I'm not that fan of like, oh, everyone has to do that at this age or everyone has to do. No, you have to do it if you want to do it. You have to do it. You don't have to do it at all. You, because if a, if a kid or, an, or a teen or whatever feels like, oh, there's something there, then he will make progress much, much quicker and will learn much quicker. So um, why not only focus on one thing or one style of music? And then when you get really, really bored, then you are equipped the best to then focus on something else. Or when you get really focused with your, uh, really frustrated with your technique, let's say, then you'll be ready to really go to the fundament and be like, okay, I'm going to look at the motions and everything. So, but there are many ways to roam, of course. Well, and education in many cases is highly underrated. You know, the investment that someone makes in education, both the tools, the books, and especially a teacher, uh, and especially with all the resources educationally right now, that's something that is really, really important because it saves you tons of time. Sure. I mean, we often say like you you only learn from mistakes, right? But um, they don't have to be your own. So if someone went to something through something and, and failed here, failed there, then found a better solution, there is a, that's the only shortcut that sometimes exists that someone says like, Hey, this is what happens here. You can try out this. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, huge difference. So, all right. So we have the questions keep rolling. So this, I'm going to combine these two because they're very, they're, they kind of, I think they kind of all speak to the same thing. Your thoughts on drum programming, how it, uh, you know, inspires drummers, affects drummers, as well as your thoughts and application on drum accessories that affect the sound and, and might even sound programmed rattles, jingles, stack cymbals. I've, I've heard you do some cool things with some of those things. So what, what are your thoughts and approach on, on those, that overall subject of programming, playing to programming, sounding like programming, using different types of accessories? Yeah. I love, I love it all. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I know it's a cliche, but I have to say it like there are really only two kinds of music, good and bad music. And, and it, it can be found a- anywhere and everywhere and whatever goes. I mean, if there's a sound that someone finds creative and uses it nicely and uses it in the music that, that really creates a wonderful effect. Sure. Like wh- why not? Why not turn the snare drum around? Why not stack some cymbals? Why not? use electronic sounds for, uh, for it. The, the main important thing is that, that some emotion gets uh, transported, maybe even the message gets transported. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's all fine. I mean, it's, 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 it's all good. Of course, everyone has their preferences, but, um, and I think it happens more and more with companies now that they listen to artists and listen to new, um, new um, styles and new sound input from their artists. And so there's a lot of stuff coming out, a lot of interesting um, instruments and instrument variations. So I find it very, very interesting. What, do you, what are a couple or at least one that you like to use uh, either through your cymbal company or just through some contraption that you've put together? Yeah, wow. I mean, I have uh, a classic for me is this guy. Uh, it's basically a combination of, <laughs> and there's the gaffer. <laughs> Sorry, Meinl. But uh, it's just a combination of, uh, and very important that there's always something hanging uh, from the gaffer tape. <laughs> but uh, there's this combination of this crash, which is my uh, sand thin crash, and this kind of uh, China kind thing. And that has been that has been my my crash sound since since years, which is a little bit more uh, sizzly, a little bit more trashy. Um, I brought out this crasher hats that is basically a combination of four symbols and with this donut shaped disc. It's, um, it's a little bit. Oh. Didn't think I would take apart my drum set here, but it's basically this thing. So it's, it's shaped like that. So when it gets hit. It makes this very short kind of crasher because it gets pressed together and it all works with this thing in there. So it's one of those 
Yeah. So, I mean, these are all very, very, not very traditional sounds, but but they fulfill very traditional roles sometimes. So th this can be played like a shaker sound or, or like a programmed kind of t -t 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 -t, very percussive kind of thingy. So I think the roles in music usually uh, tend to stay the same, but of course you can put different spices on it. And share with us about your journal. What does your daily journal or practice journal look like? Uh, um, very important is first of all that you have a plan because if um if you don't have a plan everyone else will have a plan for you you know maybe when you realize that someone sends you a lesson and or hey here is another online program like 10 licks to impress your grandma's dog or <laughs> whatever you know there's always like these online things and here's another trick and here's another warm-up warm-up seems to be a thing there are all these warm-ups um, if you don't know what you want and which what you want to have a solution on and who you want to be as a player which is not that hard actually i have a couple of uh I have an analyzing process in the book about that um then of course everything goes and and everything is a worthwhile thing to do um which is not the case and it's also stressing right it's like oh i have to do everything oh Trust me, you don't. Most of the things you don't have to even look at. But, but it's only important what is the right thing for you. Now, if you know that, then it's great and important to measure your progress, to measure yourself and to, and to know what you've done the last time. And some journaling is great for many things. One, it can be great to just know where you left off the last time. I mean, that's already a big thing to, to go into the practice room. Maybe you don't have much time and you don't have to guess and be like, no, oh, this is the tempo. This is the exercise. Uh, okay, uh, boom. And I'm going, right? You're, you're in there very fast. You don't have half an hour of fooling around first. Like you, you, you go in there right away, you make progress, boom, you write it down. Maybe you got the tempo up, maybe you played it cleaner, maybe you played it more elegant, maybe you realized something else about it, write it down. Um, and apart from that, um, I write down simple things like the date, the time, the tempo. I maybe notate the exercise or make a reference to uh, Tony Williams YouTube video on desktop minute 130 till 145 or whatever and then I know what it is this is my thing that I'm working on or or um, like left hand blah 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 or the pages of the language of drumming page 18 and 19 tempo blah 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 and and then I know what I do for example when I recommended journaling to one of my students a couple of years ago um, he was like that I will not learn anything from that <laughs> <laughs> but he learned after the first two weeks when he complained that he didn't make much progress that he did something else every day he did something different every day <laughs> and that that's great too you you, you journal and you realize oh if i think i don't make progress oh maybe i don't stay at the same thing so and it can also and this is the last thing i could go on forever because i love journaling but uh, the last thing is um it can also act as an archive I know in the last 20 years what I've practiced on what day in which tempo and how I did. And I have all these little kind of moleskin kind of thingies and they go into this one and then they're numbered, they have dates on it and blah. And then I can look into it. For example, when Hudson music came to me and said like, Hey, do you have any ideas for educational book? I said, I think so. Boom. And had all these books there and be like, so it's just great to have an archive of all the hours you spend, all the time you, uh, you, you worked on something and maybe then freshen up stuff that you have already done. Maybe realize that they're not as fresh anymore and you have to go deeper, but um, you learn a lot about yourself. And yeah, journaling is great. Well, I think journaling is something that uh, everybody's got to try. There's a lot of people who are not using journaling. The tool for journaling is as simple as you can just use the notes that come with that every computer and every mobile device yeah. every day, literally just journal and put the date and you'll be amazed at, at how much you actually uh, can improve from reviewing and yeah. analyzing what just happened. Cause we all, we think that we remember, but we remember far less than we think we do and the journal proves that and then serves as a very, very important tool to improve. 
Oh yeah. I mean, our, our brain is a horrible office in a horrible storage space. It's great for coming up with ideas and, 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 and finding solutions and acting things and, and be like, oh yeah, but it's horrible for remembering things. Paper and, and computers are way better at that. So I want to, I don't know how it is about you guys out there, but I need every little gray cell in here to make progress and to be creative and have ideas. I don't want to have, have things in here that I don't need in here. So I need all the CPU I can uh, for enjoying life and be creative. And um, yeah, yeah, journaling is, I, I can really recommend it. Well, we just had a question come in. Uh, do you, what do you do to build self-confidence? A uh, number of drummers actually asked this over the course of the last week in our, in our, in our inbox of uh, Benny Grubb questions. And the general question uh, went around the fact that a drummer practices, they're, they're generally alone when they're practicing. In many cases, when, especially when they're doing their drum exercises, they're alone. Then they get with the band, they practice with the band. They, you know, it's a, it's a little, some tweaks they have to make. Then they go live and now they're on the hot seat. Uh, and that's when they really find that their, their self-confidence is challenged. Uh, what do you recommend that they do to build that up? First of all, I have to say that sometimes their self-confidence is challenged, I'm sorry to say, for a very, very good reason. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, and I know this is a little bit of tough love, but it, to analyze this correctly uh, really helps. I, I once, I think Simon Phillips once put it best like he, he, he talked about like warming up in, right before the gig, actually at a modern drummer festival uh, DVD. I remember um, someone asked him like, Hey, um, what do you warm up when you feel your technique is not there? When you feel, you, you feel cold, you feel not ready for the gig. You feel you don't have what it takes. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Like, like just like a 10 minute thing right before the gig. What do you do like to warm up, to kind of amp yourself up and blah. And he said in his wonderful English accent that I cannot do right now. Um, and probably shouldn't is uh, he said, if you don't feel ready and you don't feel like you have what it takes and blah, 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 right before the gig, right before it's a little late to worry. <laughs> so, so I think preparation and proving your progress to you, not thinking, not hoping, but proving your progress to you is the best confidence builder. Um, because what is gives you more confidence than true competence true you know you you are able you played this thing 20 times in your sleep and you recorded it 20 times and you were happy with the recording you won't be that nervous then anymore you're usually then nervous when uh, you you winged it and you're hoping for it and now uh, you never really tested it you did it maybe a lot but you never really tested it and then your first test is the studio great plan or life wonderful plan no i would i would uh, appreciate or i i would recommend to fail privately a lot try out improve and then when you want to present something then uh, check it for uh, before uh, if it's going to be if it's going to be fine or not unless you want to show the progress or process uh, on, on social media which is also a thing now where where people say like you know what i'm working on something here are the steps like like the prototypes of the snare that's of course legitimate but if you want to perform nicely try to work on it before and if i can i say one more thing absolutely please okay the other thing is to really really um, make the practice situation when you get more and more towards the certain event or might, might be a concert, might be a studio date with your band where you, that you prepare for, or might be an audition or whatever. Please, please make the practice environment and the practice kind of timing and everything uh, as close as possible to the real situation. So what that means, I was once hired by a record company to coach a band that failed horribly at one of these showcases where all the big record, when that still exists, <laughs> all these big record guys were there and like, were like, okay, let's see how these kids can play. And they were frustrated. It was horrible. They played as shitty as they never played before and blah, blah, blah. So I was brought in and they was like, oh, take a look at those kids. They're very demoralized. And then I watched the, the tape and then I said like, okay, 
show me how you normally practice. Like, show me exactly how you practice the day before, before you did that gig and, and the times before. And they were like, all right. So they, they stood in a circle looking at each other, looking down at their effect boards and everything and playing the songs through. And all of a sudden, they could play the song forms again as well, uh, wonderfully. And then I was like, guys, did you ever think about, like, when you practice, that you all face, like, to, you know, towards the audience and not towards each other because that's when they missed all. I watched them. They looked to each other. They, they were standing in this circle and when they came to the B part, the guy was like, yeah, and they did the, nah. so they had all these cues and all these wonderful things that we, we instinctively do. But then on the gig day, they all faced forward. The drummer didn't see the singer anymore making, nah, and they messed up all the form. So, when you practice with your band, at least the last couple of times, all face forward like you would stand on stage. All make the light even as you stand on stage. A classic that happened to me was I had this little keyboard where I had to start certain loops and sounds. And um, it went great in the practice room. And then when we were on stage, uh, <laughs> we played the first song and then <laughs> lights went out black. And... I fooled around with the keyboard and it sounded like and I searched all these different sounds and, and because I didn't see anything. So I learned, you know what? Let's practice one time at least in darkness. So I find out there are these neon uh, stickers that I can put on or that, that there are these little lights with goose you know, things that I can put there to see my set list, to see my keyboard uh, settings and everything. So all these kind of things make the practice situation in the end as close as possible fit the real life situation. And then you can be confident. That is absolutely great advice. There are a lot of gems in what you've shared today. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you, uh, this is a question we got many times from people, and this will be our last question, everybody. Do you have any advice on staying in the moment and focused while playing? Oh, that's the holy grail question. I think because that is the most beautiful thing uh, ever, right? Staying in the moment and focused. Well, first of all, when you worry about the, the, the mere logistics of things and you have a very strong expectation that might be uh, different from what you are doing right now, then you will be so busy with fixing things or with like, oh, it's not as I wanted it, that it's very hard to be in the moment. Um, also, when you plan ahead or when you think about what you just messed up, for example, which is an absolute classic, right? A drama will do, got, do, do, got, do. So, okay, I have to do it. I sometimes do this as, as, at clinics, but I mean, isn't it the case? All you drummers out there think about it and be honest, when you play, Usually, because I can mind read, usually what happens to you is this. Oh, this is boring. But there will be a fill very soon. It's going to be great. And then you look forward to the fill. You plan ahead. It's is your moment, right? And then you do blah. Oh, I always do that. I shouldn't have got it. So what happens? You plan ahead. You find it maybe boring to play the groove, really? Like Steve Jordan, Phil Rudd, like Steve Gadd, they wouldn't sound like they sound if they, if they wouldn't also listen to the groove that they listen to the spacing, really, really enjoy that, enjoy the sound of the hi-hat to keep it nice and consistent, like a shaker or like, like that's where your focus has to be. And then, then it's nice. If you focus on, if you plan ahead and look forward to the fill, who's playing right your hands are playing and that's not enough that's not that's then you're you're not playing your aesthetic is not engaged and stuff so don't plan ahead don't worry about the past because this is one of the things that is a huge waste of time because you can't change the past right it's gone you have to be in the now if, if somehow possible but the question is how to do that so try to 
first of all, listen to your self-talk, whether you are in the moment or whether you have distracting thoughts, and then find out what are those distracting thoughts. Is it to fix something that you think is broken? Is it to prepare something that you think is difficult? Is it to worry about something that was in the past? Or is it something completely unrelated, like, oh, I have to change this light bulb or I have to buy cat food. And if it's stuff like that, you have to make a list before you play of things you have to do so you don't keep them in your head. You have them somewhere on a piece of paper where you will find it again. And you have to practice that too. Take time for yourself where you don't play and practice something with an aim, but you just play to play, to be there, to enjoy. Take time for that too. Absolutely. Great advice. Benny, Greb, what an honor and pleasure to have you here today joining Modern Drummer on All Access Hits, having the worldwide release of Gap Click, talking about your two signature snare drums with Sonar and so many of your philosophies and your experience that it's just so insightful, so profound. Thank you, Benny, Greb, Modern Drummer. We have a legend series coming out that Neil Peart's going to be the first book of. We've got our current issue featuring Thomas Lang that's out now. And uh, we're doing some great things every week. But today's all about Benny Grab. Benny, thank you. Oh, such a big pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys out there for watching. And uh, check out the app. Check out on my website. I hope to see you very soon on, on tour when we're allowed to do that again. So thanks. Thank you. Benny Grab, Modern Drummer, All Access Hits. Until next time, everybody, stay safe. And uh, we're all in this together. And thank you from Modern Drummer. Thank you from Germany, Benny Greb. Be well. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.